Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. And boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to get to. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. What a wild weekend in the NFL and the college football game I called on CBS with University of Buffalo and Kent State and Jarrett Patterson going for the record. Hopefully you guys checked out that either live or you saw it on my social media after the fact. I posted a clip on both Instagram and Facebook this morning. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Really, every platform that I'm aware of Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, just at Ross Tucker NFL, any of those places, you'll be able to find me, which is an opportune time for me to mention that we have a spread the word winner via social media every week. So that's just somebody that replies, comments, likes, retweets, any of those things any week to either any of my posts about the show or any at Ross Tucker pod posts about the show because it is much appreciated. We will also have a new sponsor confirmation email winner this week. Got some great new sponsors this week, number one. Number two, I mean, tomorrow's December 1st. It is absolutely holiday buying season and a good time for you guys to take advantage of some of the sponsors that you find over at RossTucker.com on the Sponsors tab. We try to make sure that that is up to date for you guys. I will give out a YouTube shout-out at the end of the week as well. I love the YouTube shout-outs because it's not a big pain in the butt for me. It's a quick 30-second thing. Now i got to upload it to the YouTube page or whatever, but I know you guys really like it, and whoever you give it to, it's cool. So all you have to do is comment on any of the videos that are posted to YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, and I will give you a Cameo-style shout-out. For those of you that are familiar with Cameo, where you can book me to do videos for hire. Patron shout-out of the day, Gary Ashwell. Another patron across the pond. I thought most of you were doing it now to be able to see all of our bets on the Even Money podcast, by the way. Plus three over the weekend. Thank you very much. And could have been even better, but I'll take it. Plus three over the weekend. 
But I think a lot of you just want to chime in with the other Tuckheads on the private Slack channel. I love it. Patreon.com slash RT Media. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Hey, Ross. Pretty wild couple of days in the NFL. Your biggest takeaways from Week 12 and everything leading up to Week 12. Right. I mean, I, I almost don't even know where to start, Bri. Unfortunately... Much of it is COVID-related, but such is life. I mean, this is this is where we're at now, the last day of November in 2020. It is greatly impacting our lives again, and it is having a huge impact on the National Football League. Again, this is not – I don't know why it's a political thing – I don't think it should be. This is not a commentary. All I'm saying is I really care about each and every one of you. I love the listeners. I love the people that watch. Please be safe and have your loved ones be safe. Whatever that means for you, again, judgment-free zone. Whatever that means for you, please be safe. Don't want any of you guys or gals to get sick in any way. Um, But it's happening in the NFL. The Ravens, I believe, had eight straight days of positive tests. The last one was Willie Sneed yesterday. As we record this Monday, 7.18 a.m., it sounds like the game is still going to happen Tuesday night. Remember, it got pushed from Thursday to Sunday. Now Sunday to Tuesday. The NFL, I believe, thinks that they are at the end of the infection period for the Ravens. And of course, the interesting thing there is, you know, none of these guys have been in the facility for whatever it is now, five, six, seven days. So it just goes to show you how it takes longer in certain people's bodies to show up as a positive. I guess that's the gestation period. I don't know if I'm wrong. Obviously I'm, I'm, I don't pretend to be a doctor or anything like that. Uh, But that's one of the things you're seeing. By the way, for those of you that are interested, I'm flying to Utah tomorrow morning to do the Utah State Air Force game Thursday night for CBS Sports Network. So I still can't do the Ravens and the Steelers. I still am not able to call that game. If it was tonight, I could do it, but it got pushed back to Tuesday, so I will not be able to do it. However, that pushed the Cowboys-Ravens game that was supposed to be Thursday night to Monday at 5, and I do think I will be doing that one. So I do end up getting a chance to call a game that, in this case, I otherwise wouldn't have because I'm doing Utah State Air Force Thursday night. Now I'll be able to do Cowboys-Ravens on Monday. So anyway, look, we're all just kind of – we're all just doing the best we can. We're all just winging it at this point. Nothing in person Monday or Tuesday – For any NFL teams, other than if you're playing in the game, which I think makes a lot of sense because there were people that were with their families on Thanksgiving, probably a lot of them, and probably have those two days where you're testing those guys, but they're not coming in and being in contact with anybody else to see where things are. You'd have to think that there will be a bunch of positives based on players being with family members on Thanksgiving being with others. So I think the NFL is probably bracing for uh, a few positives. You know, 
the thing that is noticeable is it seems like they can contain it unless it actually gets in the facility somehow, like whatever happened with the Tennessee Titans, whatever happened with the Baltimore Ravens. And that would be my point is, and Andrew and I discussed this last week, they're not going to move a game based on competitive advantage like the Denver Broncos. They're going to move a game based on health and safety like the Titans or, in this case, the Ravens, where they're not sure. They don't want guys going out in the field that they think, you know, they could be positive or traveling that could be positive. For the Broncos, and you saw what Vic Fangio said after the game, I hope you did, he was very frustrated that his quarterbacks got together like that on their off day without their masks, which means that they were high-risk contacts. And we had the situation that we had yesterday in Denver, which I'll get to when we break down that game. But I think it's pretty clear that that's, that's the NFL, what they're doing. And I think they're right. I don't think you should push games back for competitive reasons. I think if it's a health and safety, yes, but not for competitive reasons. And, man, Vic Fangio, his comments, it's all you need to know about how he feels about what his quarterbacks did for them to all be deemed high-risk contacts and unavailable for the game. At this point, honestly, it's almost hard to keep track of who is and is not on some of the COVID lists for different teams. You know, you got guys going on, guys going off. I don't even know, unless it's a really big name, I don't know that I'm even going to sit here and like try to keep tally or score. There were a bunch of new starting quarterbacks, Brandon Allen in Cincinnati, Mike Glenn in Jacksonville, Trubisky was back in for Chicago. The Broncos situation was truly unique. And by the way, that guy is so talented, Kendall Hinton. He led his high school team to a state championship. He was a quarterback for three years at Division I ACC Wake Forest. And he's an NFL caliber athlete. And you saw what it looked like yesterday. Which is, I think every once in a while, you almost need that example of, I could do that. Oh, I, I could do what that guy did. You need an example of, uh, no. No, you couldn't. It's really, really hard. The examples are usually like when you see a kicker or a punter trying to make a tackle with the ball in their hands, or you throw some guy in a quarterback that hasn't gotten a lot of reps. It's a hard position. This just in. Very, very hard. The Lions fired Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. Not a big surprise. Everyone knew it was going to happen by the end of the year. I'm actually a fan of that of not delaying the inevitable in situations like that. I just It never makes sense to me to delay the inevitable. It also never makes sense to me to wait to sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, even if it's not legally available in your state yet, to place wagers online. They still have free games on there. And why not get it on your phone now so you have it there's all kinds of awesome college basketball games coming up as well. Gonzaga and Baylor. So I will say this. A lot of you are already football fans. Putting it like, you know, 10 bucks, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever it is for you on a game absolutely makes it more interesting. Even if you're not diehard into it, like you have the sickness or the disease for football, maybe you do have, maybe, maybe you can make college basketball or whatever more enjoyable to you. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up 
for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor. That's the offer. $1 into $100. Just bet on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win. Crazy. Use promo code Ross during sign-up to take advantage of these great offers. Limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey. Or PA only, bonus comprised for first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 cents playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for detailed gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tucks takes. All right, let's uh, get to each of these games individually from week 12, and we'll start with the New York Jets. Now 0-11 after Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins beat Gang Green 20-3. Really bad look for Sam Darnold, I think. And I'm a fan of his going back to high school, the Army Bowl that I called. But just a really bad look that Donald goes out there. And for the first time, he's got all his receivers, Perriman, Crowder, Mims. Three points? Three points? It's just not good. I mean, Joe Flacco put up a decent amount of points the last two games against the Patriots and the Chargers. And I recognize the Dolphins have a better defense. Than those teams, but still, it's a bad look for Darnold. There's no way around it. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was very efficient, as he normally is. Devontae Parker had a huge day, and the Dolphins get back in the win column. They've got a real question now when it comes to Fitz or Tua rest of this year, because you know Flores wants to make the playoffs, and I don't think anybody would suggest that they don't have a better chance with Fitzpatrick than they do Tua Tungavailoa. You don't hear this that often. The underdog Patriots beat the Cardinals 20-17 to at Fox Bar. When, Ross, when was the last time the Patriots were underdogs to the Cardinals, let alone at home? Yeah. It's a new world order, Bri. There's no question. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen in this game. This is actually a very entertaining game. But the goal line stand for the Patriots the end of the first half that was, for all intents and purposes, the game. I mean, I can't remember which receiver caught the ball for the Cardinals, but he got, like, they called it a touchdown initially. He got, like, two inches away from breaking the plane. And then Kenyon Drake got really close. But I thought the officials made the right call on both. They really did. Um, and by the way, you know, that kind of goes both ways, too, because the officials had a, I thought, a questionable call on uh, Anthony Jennings on the uh, – Gunner Olszewski return touchdown for the blind side. I understand the spirit of the rule, but that wasn't blind side. The guy was looking right at him. He was just trying to get in his way. I mean, come on. Adam Butler, I thought, was everywhere. What a find he was as an undrafted kid for the Patriots. He was everywhere. Nick Folk made the game-winning field goal after Zane Gonzalez missed it, which – you guys know how I feel about that. When the game comes down to one kicker making it, one kicker doesn't. Not a big fan. Patriots owned the special teams battle in this game, which was a huge difference in the game. This was a, a really, really bad loss for the Cardinals and their playoff hopes. They did very – they got off to a great start. It was 10 nothing, but they did very little after that. The Isaiah Simmons unnecessary roughness penalty I thought was highly questionable. That was a disappointing call. Again, that went against the Arizona Cardinals. And it's pretty amazing, actually, Bri, that the Patriots were able to win the game when you look at Cam Newton's throwing numbers. 
I mean, he was bad. They're not going to bring him back as the starting quarterback next year. That would surprise me. He was not good. Ducks takes. Teddy Bridgewater returned to Minnesota to beat his former team 28-27. They lost, though. Did I say that? You, I, I thought you said meet, but they, they, they got beat. They, they lost beat. the game. I may have said yeah. beat. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, they got beat. And how about that? There was a block extra point in the game that ends up being the difference in the game. It's unreal. You know, you have a rookie safety, Jeremy Chin, score defensive touchdowns on back-to-back plays. That is ridiculous, and they still lose the game? I mean, Chad Beebe, he uh, – maybe they didn't have a uh, – maybe they didn't have a block extra point. Might have been a different game. It doesn't matter. Chad Beebe goes from goat to hero. He muffs a punt and then ends up getting the go-ahead touchdown. DJ Moore had a non-contact injury. Never good look. Teddy B, he actually showed some good – Wheels running the ball, some good mobility, but he wasn't really great. Justin Jefferson is unreal. I mean, this rookie wide receiver from LSU, even without Adam Thielen, he is unreal. Very, very impressive. Jacksonville Jaguars lost their 10th straight game. They fired GM Dave Caldwell and were officially eliminated from playoff contention after the Browns beat them 27 to 25. That's funny. They're in they're in Trevor Lawrence contention. They're not in playoff contention. So they, you know, those that team fights. I mean, they, they do. I'll, I'll give them credit. That was a pretty that was a very credible effort by the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, uh, they were aided though. I would say Baker Mayfield had a couple of big misses in the end zone that would have gotten the Browns a touchdown earlier in the game. Jarvis Landry finally had a huge game for the Browns, and they absolutely needed it. Nick Chubb was a difference maker, as it seemed like he always is, as the Browns ran for 200-plus yards yet again, which was – that, that is hard to do in the NFL, to run for 200-plus yards. It really Trust me. And they're doing it on the regular in Cleveland, which is why they've got a shot. I'll talk about this more in the Power Rankings Tuesday about their schedule. People are like, oh, look at their schedule. The Cleveland Browns are 8-3 and three on November 30th. How about a little respect? How about a little love? Takes. The Tennessee Titans are on top of the AFC South thanks to a monstrous day by Derrick Henry. Tennessee 45, Indianapolis 26. Yeah, and I mean, I... I tweeted this yesterday at Ross Tucker NFL. Arthur Smith is so legit. I mean, he knows to stick with the run with Derrick Henry. He gets A.J. Brown on the slants where he can run with it afterwards. The goal line play where they get down there into the first half and he fakes it to Henry and Tannehill walks into the end zone. It's just really impressive. Arthur Smith is really, really impressive. Henry had a big day. A.J. Brown had big days. By the way, Arthur Smith is the offensive coordinator for the Titans. 35 points in the first half against one of the best defenses in football. Now, in fairness, Coles didn't have Danico Autry, 
Bobby Okariki and DeForest Buckner, which I mean, that's like three of their five best defensive players. Ducks takes. Daniel Jones went down with a hamstring injury, but the Giants still came away with the victory, 19-17 to over the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, this was the only game on Sunday that went the wrong way for me, Bri. For those of you that listen to the Even Money podcast, and man, I feel good about my pick there with the Giants and laying the points. Look, the Giants have marched for a touchdown, and the Bengals get a kickoff return touchdown which never happens. In fact, the Giants didn't allow an offensive touchdown until they were up 19-10 late in the game, and they kind of went to a little bit of a prevent defense, and then Brandon Allen was able to move the ball for the first time all day to get the Bengals in the end zone. And then when the Bengals actually got the ball back, they had a chance to kick a game-winning field goal. Jabal Shear gets the big strip sack to end it. Evan Ingram had a big day. Wayne Gallman actually ran pretty well as well. That's three in a row. Don't look now. It's three in a row for the G-Men. Buffalo Bills turned the ball over on three consecutive fourth quarter possessions, but still able to overcome the Chargers 27-17. That's actually incredible that you can turn the football over three consecutive possessions in the fourth quarter and still win by double digits. I mean, I, I could do the whole show on this game, Brian. First of all, I think at least once, maybe twice, the Chargers turned the ball right back over to the Bills. It was like, well, one was a turnover, one was a three and out, but it was like a turnover palooza, some really poor decisions by Josh Allen and a fumble. He still has that in him. He hasn't totally gotten that out of his system yet, unfortunately. Joey Bosa had a gigantic game for the Bill, uh, for the Chargers in a losing effort. Austin Eckler had a really good game. The Chargers are like that new team where they're almost like the fantasy Falcons, where the Chargers, it's like everybody, Keenan Allen gets his touchdown. Everybody gets their yards and their stats just in a losing effort. Eckler looked good in his first game back. I will say for the Bills, the really big positives are the defense was better than it had been. The run game better. That's going to serve them well in December and January football, especially up in Buffalo, to get that defense and run game going. But honestly, I mean, the story of this game, it, it was the Chargers on and their decision-making. Bri, I really like Anthony Lynn as a man, and I talk to him every Thursday for two seasons, I think, maybe with Ed McCaffrey on satellite radio, but the timeouts, I mean, he called a timeout to punt it once, called a timeout to kick a field goal once. The decisions when to go for it, when to not, don't make a whole lot of sense. And then the end of game situation where they get down near the goal line after a Hail Mary and they run it. And then Justin Herbert, tries to do a quick quarterback sneak when the O-line's pass blocking. I mean, it it was like bad news bear stuff at the end of the game for the Chargers. And I, I would think that they'll probably be making a change. You just can't – you can't look that bad. You just can't. Ducks takes. Well, did you see the Raiders yesterday? 
Yeah, you were there. I was. Right. What was the food like? Food was uh, their big meal was a fried chicken with cornbread. They also had a chipotle roast beef sandwich, and then some sort of vegetable sandwich on focaccia bread. Uh, I went with the chipotle roast beef. Pretty good. Uh, for dessert, soft serve uh, vanilla or chocolate or combo ice cream for dessert with a choice of toppings, including crushed peanuts, Oreos, rainbow sprinkles, or M&Ms, or I should say and <laughs> M&Ms. Went with all of them. Uh, five turnovers, 11 penalties for 141 yards for those Raiders. Falcons win it 43-6. to six. That soft serve machine, soft serve ice cream machine in Atlanta is legit. That's a that's a difference maker right there. That's a separator. Yeah, there's not a ton to say about this. No Julio Jones, no Todd Gurley, no problem for the Falcons as they continue to be fairly impressive under Raheem Morris. Second year in a row that once their playoff hopes were done, they came out and have played better in the second half of the year. Four turnovers for Derek Carr. Absolutely brutal. I thought that'd be a bad spot for the Raiders. I really did. After the Chiefs, everything they put into that game, kind of thought that would be a bad spot for the Raiders. But the Falcons had looked so bad against the Saints, couldn't really pull the trigger. Ducks takes. Robbie Gold kicks a game-winning field goal. As time expires to give the Rams their first loss at SoFi Stadium. Niners over the Rams 23-10. Yeah, and Bri, there was nothing lucky about this. The Niners. I'm sorry, did I said 2310, 2320. What's that? I said 23-10, 23-20. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was nothing lucky about this. And speaking of lucky, you guys have got to check out this new magazine I got. It's the Control Freaks New Guide to Life, Money, and Probability. So if you like to invest or trade or you're an entrepreneur or a gambler, probability geek, side hustle, it is very, very cool. They just sent me four episodes, you know, four issues. It's awesome. Investment trends, side hustles, gambling, politics, sports, whiskey, beer. It's pretty cool. It really is. It's like every article in there is legit interesting and you'll learn something. It's available in print. For subscribers and on newsstands for $7.99 an issue. But with this special offer, get 10 digital issues, one year of Luckbox absolutely free. No credit cards, no BS, no bait and switch. Just Luckbox in your inbox for free. Great thing to read like while you're working out or on your commute. Make your own luck. Get Luckbox. Subscribe for free. Free today at getluckbox.com slash Ross. That's getluckbox.com slash Ross. What a great sponsor confirmation email option, by the way. As for the game, Bri, Niners got the lead early behind really their defense and forcing turnovers. Kerry Hyder had a good game. Richard Sherman had a pick. I will say... Aaron Donald was amazing in this game. It's interesting to see like Aaron Donald and Joey Bosa and all these guys that had incredible games and their team still lost. So frustrating. Rams had an impressive comeback to take the lead. Cam Akers had a big run. But then you know what? The Niners just kept playing. Uh, Nick Mullins was okay in the game. 
They got the ball to Debo Samuel, which was huge multiple times. Robbie Gold made a couple kicks. And Robert Sala, the D coordinator for the Niners, he has got Jared Goff's number. I mean, the Niners own the Rams. It's got to be a bitter, that's a bad, bad loss. Cardinals and Rams both had brutal losses yesterday. Seahawks have a huge opportunity here. Ducks takes. All right, let's talk about that Saints-Broncos game. We already talked about Kendall Hinton. The Yesterday's game, the first time the Saints won against the Denver Broncos since 1994. Right, so I think a lot of you probably know about it by now. Jeff Driscoll, test positive for COVID. He had been around the other three quarterbacks for more than 15 minutes with their masks off. This was something that they did on their own. They came in on a Tuesday to get extra work, which is good. But going against protocol, bad. Hurt your team, hurt your city tremendously. And I I don't really have a lot of compassion. They're all aware of what the rules are. They never should have put their team in that position. Kudos to Kendall Hinton for going out there, doing his best. We mentioned earlier, pro football is kind of a tough game. You can tell when guys have not been practicing a lot at the position I mean, he's a world-class athlete, and you saw what that looked like. You know, Taysom, by the way, they had two interceptions, one completion. Taysom Hill, I got to be honest with you guys, he does not look like a starting quarterback to me. Now, maybe you could say, well, it's like a Lamar Jackson thing. Maybe, but when I watch him, man, I feel like he's got a long way to go. This This is good for the Saints that Sean Payton's getting an extended look at him to really know whether or not he's sure that's what he wants to do next year. Because I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know that this is sustainable. Let's see when they play somebody else decent. Philip Lindsay, because it didn't – I mean, they mainly ran the ball with Latavius Murray. Philip Lindsay got hurt, was out for the game. He actually had some success early out of the Wildcat. Then that hurt him. And the Broncos de- – I thought actually the Broncos defense, given the circumstances, wasn't too bad. Ducks takes three touchdowns for Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs beat Brady and the Bucks 27 24. Well, Tyreek Hill was absolutely insane in this game. It feels weird that the Chiefs only had 27 points. It felt like Tyreek Hill had 27 points. He was in, incredible um, throughout the game. I mean, I thought he was going to like break Flipper Anderson's record. I mean, I thought. Tyreek Hill was going for for records at one point. Tom Brady had two interceptions in the third quarter, which really hurt the Bucks' chances. They actually, you know, were able to go and get obviously within a field goal late in the game. As the Chiefs have struggled to kind of put teams away, they let them hang around, and Brady was able to get close. But then Patrick Mahomes, it's unbelievable. It's like Patrick Mahomes is like shifting the car, and he like downshifts. Oh man, they're close now. Shift it back into overdrive. I mean, it's the guy seemingly always makes the right decisions. He doesn't. He threw one up for grabs that was dangerous, but he makes a lot of really good decisions. Ducks takes. And finally, Sunday night football. The Green Bay Packers won their 100th game against the Chicago Bears. Packers improved to eight and three. Speaking of a machine. The Packers scored touchdowns on their first three offensive drives. And then Trubisky fumbles and Preston Smith returns that for a touchdown. 
this game got out of hand quick. I mean, it look what's crazy is given the Bears defense, it's surprising that it looked that easy, is how I would describe it for the um Packers. It just looked easy. I mean, three man rush, Aaron Rodgers, la di da di da di touchdown. You know, they, the Bears get a long run from David Montgomery. Of course, they stall out for a field goal. Uh, again, really easy for the Packers offensively. 27-10 at halftime after Trubisky leads a decent drive. But then he throws a pick. Packers score again with Tan- Tunyon, and game was over. I mean, that was a uh, blowout. That was a round. That was a everybody gets to go to bed early kind of game. Seahawks-Eagles tonight. Ravens Steelers on Tuesday night. Both should be hopefully entertaining games. Again, check out my social media at Ross Tucker NFL to check out the video from the from the Maction over the weekend. If you didn't already, I think you guys will get a chuckle out of it. As always, I need to give my shout outs. Shout outs go to Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com, Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com. Vision Comics with an X. Schedule will be a little bit different this week. We will have a Power Rankings Tuesday after midnight. We'll not include the games tonight and tomorrow night because I have to fly to Utah first thing in the morning. So the Power Rankings won't include those four teams. I don't expect there to be a lot of action in those games that would move those games, those rankings significantly. Even money will be on Wednesday. College draft is back to being today. In fact, we'll record that. In a few minutes, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.